are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. What child is this? Praise the Lord. From Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. There's no other birthday that has affected mankind as the birth of Jesus Christ. I want you to walk with me for a little while this morning as we witness the revelation of Scripture concerning the birth of Jesus and his life. Many years ago, I found this little quote, and I like to use it many, many Christmases. (laughs) But it goes like this, if our great... If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent us a Savior. Here at Colate Community Church, we are continuously rejoicing with young parents as they bring new life into the world. And uh, it is a joyous occasion, and every one of those children are so precious. And we rejoice with the parents and we rejoice over the children as they grow and we, we see them, you know, grow so quickly. I remember just uh, about three, four years ago, we uh, went to a wedding of a young man who I remember when I was in Kelmar, in the first years we were in Kelmar, he was just a little boy. His father had committed suicide a few years before we had got there. And this little boy would wake up in the night with terrible nightmares. And, and uh, there was a number of times when Effie and I were called to the home in the wee hours of the, the morning, the early morning, and uh, pray with him and, uh, and rebuke the evil spirits that were hovering around that place. But uh, now this young fellow was 
fully grown, taller than I, uh, muscular, and with an application in for the Edmonton Police Force and just getting married. Today, that young man has three children. They just had twins a little while ago. And it was only just seemed like a couple of years when he was just a little fellow. And when Lance was ministering with us, Lance and Cindy, uh, in the children's program, the power source, uh, he was a little helper there with him. And uh, time goes so fast. And uh, today we just celebrate the birth of Jesus. But because we know the rest of the story, our minds don't just linger at the cradle or in the stable. But we know a lot of the story. And it was prophesied many years ago. As we read the various references in Scripture concerning the birth of our Savior and the prophetic significance of the names attributed to him, we quickly realize that this is no ordinary baby. It's little wonder that the ungodly powers of the, at work in the world today is so vehemently opposed to that name, to the mention of the name, in anything but a curse word. But to us who know him, to us who worship him, that name is precious. The prophet Isaiah clearly places a badge of authority over Jesus, which is heralded by the angels and quoted in the Gospels. In Matthew chapter 1, we read, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And so we see him as Jesus the King. Matthew 1 and 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. This establishes him as a king. In Luke chapter 1, verses 31 to 33, we read, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And here again we see prophecy that has yet to be fulfilled. We know that he's going to be, he is a rightful king, and he is going to reign in person from Israel one day soon. 
Secondly, we see him as Jesus, born of a virgin, a miraculous birth. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And not only was that baby just another baby that was born that day, but it was God in flesh coming to dwell with us. He was a supernatural child, the son of Mary. Mark chapter 6, verse 3 says that the people were very offended and perplexed when they saw Jesus come back into the town. And he was doing miracles there. And they said, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simeon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. You see, he was just like one of us. They couldn't see any difference in him than they could see in the rest of the people their age, their generation. He was just one of them. And yet, he was a man of miracles. The Bible says he couldn't do very many miracles there except he, he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. But the people saw the, 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 the familiarity of him being one of them. His birth was seemingly impossible. But angels reminded us, with God, nothing is impossible. And over and over again in Scripture, we see that. Jesus, talking to the man who, who needed a, a healing for his son, said, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. He said, have faith in God to the disciples who wondered at how he had cursed the fig tree and it died. He said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed into the, into the sea and it will be done. Again, he said, with God, all things are possible for salvation. When he spoke to them and, and told them how it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And they wondered at this. And he said, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And then we see Jesus, the servant. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and 8, Paul writes this about Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And so Paul exhorts us to have this same kind of an attitude. 
Jesus, knowing who he was, knowing full well who he was. He didn't uh, put himself out of any, in any kind of reputation. He just took a role of a servant and was humbled even to the death of the cross, and he walked in obedience. And that's how he wants us to walk. But he wants you to know who you are in Christ. Exercise your God-given authority just as he did, but minister with a servant's heart. When God uses you to touch somebody's life, when God uses you to bless someone or do a miracle through you, remember that you are just a servant of the living God. Follow Jesus' example. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 6, this is, what, this is part of the story that happens. He, this man, he had come to him and he had given him healing. And the people uh, were again, as usual, upset over it. And he had said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Go and be made whole. Go in peace. And then he said to the people after they had complained, he said, but that you might know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. That's why I said, your sins are forgiven you. Because I have that power. I have that authority to forgive sins. And then he said to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And this is, the, this is what God has given us. This is what Jesus referred to when he said, I'm going back to my Father, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And greater things than these shall you do because I go back to my Father. Jesus ministered, operated in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he expects us to do the same. Like us, he experienced physical limitations when he was in the body. He experienced physical weariness. He experienced hunger and thirst. He experienced pain. However, the Bible says he never sinned. He set a pattern for us to follow. Obedience to the Father. Patience with the Father's timetable. And servant ministry to others. And then we see Jesus, the Son of God. Again, let me read from Luke chapter 1, verse 31 and 33. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his king, of his kingdom there shall be no end. The angels announced that to Mary before she had conceived. And in John chapter 3, verse 16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The shepherds 
accepted him at his birth. The wise men accepted him as a young child. And the multitudes accepted him and ministered to him. One man accepted him as they were dying upon the cross with Jesus that day. And he said, Lord, remember me. The multitudes accepted him. The Bible says the the common people heard him gladly. Matthew 27, verse 54 says, Now when the centurion that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. As the Son of God, he can forgive our sins. And we are here today because of a loving Heavenly Father that gave his only Son that we could be set free from sin. He conquered sin and death for us. He proclaimed victory and freedom for all who believe. He's the only way to the Father. Jesus said, I I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. His virgin birth made him like one of us. Therefore, in all things, Hebrews chapter 2.17 says, Therefore, in all things, he has been made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. There's another story that has been going around for years. It goes like this. A farmer who was a skeptic about God and the virgin birth refused to go to Christmas Eve service with his wife and children. After they left, he put in a fire in the fireplace and picked up a book and sat down to just relax and read a story while they were in church. But all of a sudden he heard the sound of wind and a big storm came up, a real blizzard. And he heard some noise outside and he put on his clothes, he bundled up and went out to see what was happening. And when he got outside, he saw some birds that had come into the yard. And he realized that this blizzard would probably kill them all. And so he thought to himself, you know, if I could get them to go into my barn, they would be safe. And so he tried everything he could to get those birds to go into the barn. But as he tried to shoo them in, he scared the birds and they, they flew all over the place. And, but they didn't go out of the yard. And, and he was so perplexed and, he, and he, he, he felt that if he couldn't get them in the barn, he knew that this blizzard would probably wipe them out. And he thought aloud to himself and he said, If I could only become like one of them, then I could lead them into the barn. And suddenly, the revelation came to him. His wife and children 
had just gone to church, and this is why they go. Because Jesus had become one of us. And he has given us, he is leading us in the way to eternal life. And my friends, Jesus became one of us to give us eternal life. What a wonderful story we have. When we exchange the gifts on Christmas morning, we remind ourselves that God gave the ultimate gift when he gave us Jesus. And it keeps on giving. And really for those who know him, every day is Christmas. Amen. The Lord bless you this Christmas. I trust that you will continue to have a great day today with family and friends. And uh, we look forward to the new year. Look forward to what God is going to do as we continue to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you honor and glory and praise today for you truly have given us the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you will just help us, Lord, to be a blessing to others. Lord, we just ask that you will just bless our families and friends and our neighbors. And Lord, may the coming days be days of great, uh, a great rejoicing, Lord, because of what you are doing, not only in our individual lives, but in our community and in our province and in our country, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for Canada. We thank you for the way that you have bestowed such honor and such grace and such mercy and such provision upon us, O God. In a time when the world, Lord, is, is crumbling all around us, when the economy of the world is in, in dire straits, yet, Lord, we are, we are enjoying the blessings, Lord, that have been won for us by our forefathers. Lord, I remember back when I was just a boy, hearing my dad talk about Alberta, the Bible Belt, uh, of Canada, Lord, and, and, uh, and with glowing uh, reports, Lord, of, of the premier of the province who not only was the premier but also an evangelist and preaching the word of God every, every Sunday morning and we would listen to it on our radio. And today, Lord, we are experiencing the fruits of that ministry and we just pray in your name Lord, that we will continue to hold the standard high and never forget that you are our source and we will trust in you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Lord bless you. Have a great Christmas. Have a great day. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.